Hello, family. Pastor Keon Henderson here, and welcome to another episode of Take Action. This is the, the day that the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. As you can see, things are different today. Uh, normally, I would be here alone giving you a word of one of our campus pastors, but we thought we'd take a break from that and give you something that I believe is going to be as impactful and as important than any of the lessons that I've given you to this point in life. You know, all of the stuff that I've given you, how to build your business, how to maintain better relationships, how to uh, get out of financial debt, all of these things that we've talked about uh, in some aspect pale in comparison to what I have for you today. This is a special treat. So you want to do a favor for anybody you love. I promise you, it doesn't matter if the person you love is agnostic, doesn't matter if they're atheist, doesn't matter if they're Kojic, doesn't matter if they haven't stepped in church any day of their life, I promise you this is for them. So I'm going to give you a moment to text everybody you love, uh, share this, tag everybody you love, because this is getting ready to be amazing. Now, before we do that, I want to let you know on the front end that we're making great progress on all of our partnerships as it relates to Lighthouse 2.0 and our efforts on the island of Anguilla. We're raising funds right now because we're building a park for the, co the kids there that live in an impoverished area. And you've been partnering with us. And let me tell you, this is a monumental task. It's a, it's a Goliath, but I believe we can knock it out uh, with our collective stones. We're going to put a park right in the area uh, where kids are running barefoot amongst glass and uh, I'm going to have images for you very soon so that you don't have to imagine what this actually looks like. Um, you're going to actually be able to see this with your own eyes. And we're going to keep you abreast on the progress. So they're putting our Givelify app up right now. For those of you all who are partnering with us, go ahead right now. If you don't have the app, download it and help us to do a great thing. And we're doing it both here and there. We have our Dream Center, and many of you are giving towards that and we're impacting kids all over the greater Houston area. But today, today, uh, I wish I could take credit for it, happened through serendipity. It was just happenstance. I was in a meeting today and came across an excellent source that will help many of you with what you're dealing with today. Do you know what that topic is? Because I promise you, you know somebody who's dealing with it. Today we're talking about mental health and mental wellness. And I have somebody here today that I believe that God has appointed for a specific purpose at such a time as this to help you through these moments and those whom you love. I have Dr. Shana Lewis with me. Dr. Lewis, how are you? I am amazing. Um, amazing. You came today as your birthday? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, they say all successful people work on their birthday. Uh, is, is that, that what it is? is Apparently so. <laughs> yeah. So we're so glad that you're here. So not too long ago, uh, you came and spoke at our church. Yes, I did. And you gave a clarion call for people who uh, were looking to uh, give ease to tension and anxiety and all of the things that we're dealing with. And you said we had a large amount of our online followership and our in-house followership to respond to that. Is that accurate? When I say it was an overwhelming response, it was, oh, I've never seen anything like it. Okay, just so you know what overwhelming is, we had nearly 1,000 of you to respond and say, hey, I need help with what's going on in my head. And let me tell you something. 
I am doing all I can, especially in the African-American community, to dispel the notion that something is wrong with you because you seek help. You know what I've learned? Whenever somebody has an issue with their heart, they go to cardiologists. Mm -hmm. If somebody has an issue uh, with the joint, uh, they go to a doctor, uh, whether it's a podiatrist or or somebody who uh, works in that area. If somebody has an issue with their skin, they'll go to a dermatologist. And it is the most confusing thing, in the church especially, how we go and seek professionals for every other area. Mm. But when it comes to our head, we just say pray about it. We're going to do more than pray about it. We're going to give you tips, clues, and cues on how you can show up well. Because you said something earlier, when we show up well, we do well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. imperative. Yeah. So, Dr. Lewis, you've got 20 years of experience. I do. So I, I'm not bringing them some Neovite that doesn't know what they're <laughs> I know doing. I don't look like it. Yeah. But nah. I've, I've Go been ahead. here for a while. Give me some right there. <laughs> I've been right. here for a while. <laughs> 20 years of experience. Uh, you are the founder of uh, SDL. Tell me, mm-hmm. what is that? What is SDL Enterprises is my firm where I house all of the services that I offer around wellness, around mental wellness, self-care for those that I serve. Okay, so you're a national and international wellness speaker. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm understanding that you're getting ready to do something international at the end of September, October, and we'll be able to share um, with our audience what you have going on there. Uh, you're also the founder and CEO of Me 2.0. Uh, yes. Tell us, tell us more about that. So I believe my main focus in my coaching work is with women, and I believe that women need to learn how to get to the next level of me. Mm. And so Me 2.0 is my wellness program where I equip women, especially the professional woman who's sacrificing herself for success. She takes care of everyone else, but she ignores herself as she's running toward whatever this mark might be. But I help her level herself up by I love self-care that. as a foundation. I love that. And, and then you're a corporate consultant. Absolutely. Well, listen, your resume is absolutely <laughs> amazing. Um, but you've done something that I look forward to being able to do one day. And it's like one of those check marks on every public speaker's box. Uh-huh. You've, you've had a TED Talk. I did. That was wow. so amazing. So it was TEDx, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations Thank on you. that. So, so, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I haven't <laughs> brought you somebody who knows not what they speak of. I brought you a professional. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask you some questions because there are some people through that lens mm. who are struggling in ways they cannot express. They don't know who to talk to. Mm. They don't know where to go. And listen, I found out that sometimes our pain is more expensive than our pocket. That we don't know where to go. We don't know who to talk to. And if we do, we're always apprehensive because we're wondering, can I pay for it? Uh And uh, I want you to help us to figure out that this is not a cost. This is an investment. Mm -hmm. This is something we cannot afford Mm -hmm. uh, to give attention to. So Mm -hmm. uh, in your opinion, what is the state uh, of black uh, church, black mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to start there, but our audience is diversified, and so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll cross-pollinate, but what is the state, with that larger response, the mm-hmm. black church's well-being and mental state? You know, there's a lot that we're dealing with as black people. Um, the pandemic just really made all of that so much worse for us. We are dealing with depression, anxiety, stress beyond measure, And if you go to the bottom of all that, there is trauma that we have endured. And some of that is not new trauma. We're talking about generations of trauma that we still carry with us. And if our forefathers didn't fix it, they passed it on to us. And if we don't fix it, guess what happens? 
we pass it on to our children. Um, and so we are in a space that if we don't do something about it now, generations to come are going to continue to pay the price. Yeah, I, um, I was thinking about how many things, when you said trauma, that's like one of those words that mm -hmm. makes these bells go off in everybody's head. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about how many things in my life that we were just told deal with it. exactly you know get over it. what goes on in this house stays in stays this house, in this house. Mm -hmm. uh, uh ain't nothing wrong with you boy exactly <laughs> you just spoiled yep. let's talk about that because i i've often seen opportunities to help people if we were not so quick to judge them exactly that if we would just uh, I think it's so important that the first thing you can do to anybody who's struggling is to listen mm -hmm. uh, and to take seriously what, mm -hmm. what they're saying. Can you speak to uh, what, you know, some of those cliches in the African-American community that have, have contributed to us being in this current state? Oh, yeah. You're just seeking attention. Mm -hmm. You know, you want attention. And big boys don't cry. cry. Exactly. When, and when you say that to a boy, don't cry, you're teaching him not to address his feelings, not to honor him. You're teaching him to numb himself. Wow. So he walks around in a world thinking he cannot feel because it's not okay, mm. right? Um, your parents would say, I'm going to give you something to cry about. Now, I heard that no. one. Oh, and she did. She <laughs> and kept she her did word. Give you she kept her word. <laughs> but I was feeling some kind of way. So what happens is you shut children down. And you teach them don't feel it's not okay. And every feeling is not a crime. Every time we feel we're not crying, but that's probably the one that you're going to express and see, right? You're going to see anger. Anger is one of those emotions we feel very comfortable expressing usually. Um, but underneath all of that anger is really the hurt and the pain mm. that we feel. But we don't have words for that. So it'll show up as I'm big mad, mm. but really you're hurt, you're disappointed. We have a lot in our community where we've taught us subliminally, not on purpose. I don't think it's on purpose. I don't. But we taught us not to feel, which creates a whole world of people who don't know how to address feelings because we all have them. We just don't know what to do with them. Yeah, you know, when you just said that, it just made me think that children who get shut down mm -hmm. equal adults that won't open up. There it is. And, and you have this, this dichotomy that my future is asking me to be something that my past taught me to be. Mm -hmm. and, and many of you probably feel like that, like what you're in a relationship or mm -hmm. uh, your boss. You know, you, mm -hmm. you have somebody who's in your history mm -hmm. uh, who contributed to a frame of mind that the people in your destiny are not accustomed to. And then you run into these brick walls where um, you're apologetic for who you are, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And when you're apologetic for who you are, then you shy away from who you are mm -hmm. and you shut down. And, and before you know it, you don't know who to go to. You don't know where to run. You don't know who to call. You don't. And you don't even really know who you actually are. Let's talk about that. Because you've walked around pretending, right? Because we wanted to please those around us. You, we were taught you don't, you, you don't want your mom and daddy mad at you. Mm. So you do the things that keep them happy. And if keeping them happy is me walking around, nothing wrong with me because I, I can't cry and I can't tell you that I'm hurt or I'm sad, then I pretended my whole life. And then when I get grown, I'm still pretending, but I really never tapped into who I actually am. You've missed all of that opportunity. So it can be a tragedy. It really can. And you can live an adult life and be 56 years old and you're lost. Wow, guys, listen, we got way more to go. We're talking about mental health awareness. You have to be aware of where you are psychologically. Um, and one of the things that I understand most about life is that you should never or try your best never to present yourself as an expert in an area where you're still seeking expertise. Uh, I brought you somebody who has done this for 20 years, Dr. Uh, Lewis, who is going to be sharing with us over the next several minutes about things that you can do 
and things that you can pass on uh, to your relatives and families. And wouldn't it be good uh, if at uh, the dinner table, especially in a black household, that mm -hmm. we're not talking politics and basketball all mm -hmm. the time and football and uh, where we can uh, get the best, and, and not always our troubles, exactly. right? What, what happened to us historically, mm -hmm. all of that is there, but sometimes you have to deal with the thing that's in front of you, mm -hmm. the trauma that's inside mm -hmm. of you, which leads me to my next question. Through your experience over the last two decades, what are some of the barriers that you see prohibiting people from seeking wellness in this area? Oh my gosh, number one, stigma. Because mm. you must be crazy if you need to go talk to somebody. Mm. Said who? The person who needs to go talk to somebody? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Because the, the craziest thing, if there's a craziest thing, is to be suffering and hurting. Like your foot is broke, but you're not going to the hospital? Right. You're not gonna go seek medical attention? To me, that's the crazy thing. Mm. But we really are underneath that stigma and embarrassment and then in our black community, there's a lack of trust in medicine, period. And even though counseling is not medicine, we lump. It's lumped in there. It, it is. Yeah. Because the people who we believe created the organization, we couldn't trust them because of history. But listen, this is 2022. We're in a new year in a due time. Mm. And I just have a belief that God has sent us, people like myself, there's tons of us here who are here to help and serve not to hurt you, not to harm you. Um, and you don't have to have a clinician that looks just like you to get help. You mm. really don't. A lot of people think they do, and you can. And your comfort level is your comfort level, and that's fine. But what I'm saying is you, you, it's about building a relationship. But we won't ever give ourselves an opportunity to do that because we're embarrassed. We don't want to tell anybody that we have a problem. We're afraid to be judged or called crazy. And then there's the financial part where people think, I can't afford counseling, so I just won't go. Mm. There are a lot of things that keep us from getting the help that we need. Uh, I, I like that idea that the counselor doesn't have to look like you. Mm -hmm. My therapist is a 6'4 white man <laughs> that wears khakis and Birkenstocks. There you go, right? exactly. But he is absolutely amazing yep. um, because sometimes as a parent, sometimes as a pastor, sometimes as a boss, you know, you're so accustomed to giving all of the information, mm -hmm. but if you're, not, if you're not seeking new information, if you're not re-energizing yourself, if, if the well of water becomes a pond of socialism, mm. then you have stagnation and, and you have all of these ideas and in, indoctrinations that are not being challenged exactly. by somebody outside of you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we live in a time where, you know, and some of you are watching, you'll get this, you know, uh, you're, you're plant-based and, and you're, you're, you're flaxseed and, <laughs> and, and everything vegan-free and dairy-free, <laughs> but none of that stuff does anything for the mind. If the man is going to be changed, if the woman is going to be changed, it has to be by the renewing of your mind. And I don't mm -hmm. care if you eat an impossible meatball or if you ate beef, you're going to have to sit on somebody's couch mm -hmm. and unload the mm -hmm. weight that has so easily beset you. We're mm -hmm. talking mental health today. Don't touch the phone, okay? Your battery ain't about to die. You're actually being challenged in an area that you probably don't like to be challenged in. And let me tell you, if you get this area, everything that I've said before this moment and everything that I will say after this moment will make more sense. When, when you're not cloudy, when you're not confused, when you're not embarrassed, when you're not suicidal, when you're not angry, you'd be surprised who you could be if you meet yourself. Mm. Not, not the person who is the reflection of trauma, not the person uh, who is the mini-me of your parents, because some of us 
are exactly like the people we said we would never be like. Don't say man, say ouch. All of us need this, mm -hmm. and people like you mm -hmm. are the superheroes mm -hmm. uh, of, of these days and times. Mm -hmm. Well, we're here, and we're talking to mostly a congregation uh, of people who are come to us for spiritual uh, mm -hmm. advice, and, and in there, we mix in business and, yeah. and, and stuff like this. You've, you've been speaking all over the nation. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, done some international speaking. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you've seen many churches do this, but if you have, uh, what have they done to be successful? And if you haven't, what are some of the things that the church can offer to promote uh, mental wellness amongst its uh, constituents? That's a great question. So one of the first things that I've seen congregations do is actually have a counseling center in their congregations which is an amazing first step to say, hey, it's okay, right? We offer it here, so you don't have to go far. But what I have found is that there's some who don't want to go to the one at the church mm. for fear of somebody going to tell my business, they're going to see me walking in. So it is helpful, but then it's still a barrier for some, if that makes sense. And so beyond that, so that's what we call that a home base. Beyond that, I think churches can do a great job of having these kind of conversations that bring in the leaders of the congregation to say, hey, it's okay. We all have mental wellness issues that we need to address because we're human. Yeah. None of us are perfect. There wasn't but one. It ain't us. It ain't us. <laughs> so that means we all got us. problems, Absolutely. right? We all are dealing with something. We're all working through something. And it's okay to be honest about that, to show up as real people. Mm. Um, so I think that's huge, especially for men folk, because women, we are more likely to go seek help anyway. Men folk aren't. Yes. And if we couple that with black men, even less. Yes. And so having specifically black men stand up and say, hey, it's okay to have mental health um, services. Hey, it's okay to struggle. We can go do that. That's major in the church because a lot of people won't go anywhere in the black community, but they're going to come to church. You know, it's amazing you said that because our church uh, saw this need. I mm -hmm. recognized that my aptitude and, and, and my bandwidth wasn't wide enough to help all of the people who needed it. So I started a counseling center called mm -hmm. the Hope Center. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we heard um, about opening the Hope Center, and, and the Hope Center wasn't uh, seven to eight volunteers. We literally sent seven to eight women and a couple men to be certified mm -hmm. and licensed. And do you know how many people wouldn't use the service because they thought that the counselors would tell me the business? Mm -hmm. We opened a daycare, which is still in operation, Abbey a Preparatory Academy. Uh, some people won't bring their children in the church to the daycare because they think that if I find out the child is bad, that I'm gonna judge mm -hmm. them. And we have so many things. Speak to how African-Americans allow their fear hmm. to keep them from getting the Ooh. help. And see, fear, it's such a powerful emotion. And fear really is about the unknown because we fear what we don't know. Mm. So if I know um, what happens at the end of a day, then I usually don't have a fear about it. If it's something I understand, I'm clear about. I fear what I don't know. Mm. So I fear the fact that if I come, you may go tell, and then I'm going to be judged. And I don't want any of that to happen. So then I get shut down, right? And I don't address the thing. But what happens? It gets worse. Yeah. The problem you had doesn't get healed because you don't say nothing about it. Yes. It yes. only grows into probably two or three more problems wow. that you might have. And so really fear, we, we hear that acronym, face everything and rise, right? Mm -hmm. As an, I mean, which I really agree with that because it's literally let's deal with the thing. 
Because what happens is the thing you run from is the thing that has power and control over you. You know, you said, <laughs> you said face everything and rise, and most people forget everything and run. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So they go the other way. They go the other way. Exactly. So what, what, what does it mean then? Okay, because we're talking about mental health. Yeah. But what we're talking about, and I preached um, a series not too long ago called The Whole Story. Mm-hmm. And, and we were talking about how Jesus would heal people, but then he would say, daughter, uh, thou faith has made thee whole. Mm-hmm. And we were making the differentiation between being healed yeah. and being whole. Mm-hmm. And I know that watching you online and hearing you talk, you use that word whole a yes. lot. What does it mean for those who are watching? How will I know that I'm wholly healed? Mm. And, and how do I know that I'm not? What is being whole? What are the markers? What is, what is the, the proof mm-hmm. that I'm actually a whole person? Oh, that's a good question. So one of the things that I teach in the work that I do with folks is um, around 12 dimensions of wellness. Mm. See, what we normally know is mind, body, spirit. I know we are tripart beings. They all work together, but it's actually 12 of them. And when we get, I know, right? And then when I learned this, I was like, where was this? Did nobody teach us this? This was like a secret. Everything you need to know was in a book. So learning the fact that there's 12 dimensions, it includes communication. It includes obviously the spiritual component. It includes your emotions, what you eat, how you exercise, how you move. It includes how you work, how you play. We don't even consider those things as part of wellness. All of that. You know, I don't even want to interrupt you, but I have to because <laughs> we had a, I had a staff meeting. Uh-huh earlier today and we were all in the room and I said I know you guys I can feel your energy Mm -hmm. I said and they can tell you I've I've got staff Mm -hmm. that are in this building that will be able to tell you before you leave today I said I can tell some of y'all not eating right you don't have the energy Mm -hmm. I I named all of these different Uh things not knowing through instinct that I was talking about these other 12 dimensions because I don't know them I know the three because they're in the Bible but you're gonna have to teach me the other nine so that I can be a more holistic pastor Mm -hmm. but so so our eating is contributing to it absolutely I was watching um, social media, Mm -hmm. and this lady was cooking breakfast. Mm -hmm. She fried the whole breakfast. (laughs) She fried the biscuits. She fried the eggs. I'm talking about in Greece. Put the syrup on there, fried it, fried the bacon, and took it out. Now, somebody said in the comment, they said, y'all eat this, and, I, and you're going to be on your way to a triple bypass. <laughs> I'm telling you. We're, we're not even cognizant of what we're putting in our body just because it tastes good. Exactly. Our food, um, our social circles. Mm-hmm. Here's a big one, rest. we sleep is everything. Just, just getting enough rest to be able to deal with the yep. run mm-hmm. that your life um, mm-hmm. has entailed alone time, mm-hmm. your spiritual awareness. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about those things because if they don't get this, yes. then they won't get that. What are those dimensions? Let's dig deeper mm-hmm. into those 12 dimensions mm-hmm. and how we can how we can scale uh, and do better in those areas. You know, I, I love that we're having this conversation because these are the missing building blocks, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't know what you don't know. Right. We don't. Um, one of the cornerstones of this entire 12 dimensions of wellness is first self-responsibility and love. And it's where you understand that you are responsible to love yourself enough to take care of you. I can't, I can't do I can't deal with you. Oh, he's done. We're no, finished. I'm, I'm not going to be able to deal with you. I wish I'd go get my iPad. And Did tell you already you. have this conversation? It is point number one ah! for the lesson that I was going to teach today. Okay. Well, come on, spirit. Response <laughs> ability. Wow. Right. It's, it's the ability 
to respond. Mm. And people think responsibility is, you know, taking care of all of these things. No, it's the ability to respond. Responsibility is listening to your body. Mm -hmm. Responsibility is listening to your mind, say I'm fatigued. Mm -hmm. If I'm studying a sermon and, and my mind is not working, rather than sit there and come up with some convoluted response or reaction to a study, I leave it because uh -huh. I'm responding uh -huh. to my abilities. Um, it's, it's amazing you said that, but I, I got to stop interrupting <laughs> you because so you're the expert, it's, I'm the student. No, no. Let's move on. It's so good. Responsibility, what else you so got? So that's one. And then the next one is breathing. Most of us are holding our breath. Holding it waiting for either the next terrible thing to happen, scared to death of something, you know, remembering something else that already happened, holding your breath, breath. For me, breath is my favorite, I, got, I love them all, but it's my favorite dimension, why? Because when I take time to focus on my breath, literally sit with myself in quiet and breathe, it connects me to self and source. How? Because I know that when I'm focused on my breath, God gifted me that breath. It ain't even mine. I am borrowing his air. So that's the, I'm, I'm fully connected to him in that moment when I'm focused on my breath because I know that's a gift. And then I connect to myself because now I'm attending. I'm in my body at that moment. We live outside of ourselves all the time because we're rushing around doing things. We're not present for our own lives. Hmm. But when you sit and you breathe, I'm talking about... And let me make that make sense for some of y'all who's saying, where's the Bible at? You know, this is Bible class. Well, let me tell you, every, all of this started with breath. God mm. says uh, on the sixth day that he created man out of the dust of the earth and he breathed into man the breath of life and man became a living soul. In other words, Adam was still created, but he was lifeless. He didn't live until he breathed. And you won't find life until you center yourself and breathe. If you don't believe that, we can go to the New Testament because on the day of Pentecost, when the, when the church had fully come and the spirit had fully come, the Bible says that was the sound of a mighty rushing wind. That's the breath of God, the wind of God. You, you've got to breathe. You've got to center yourself. You've got you to woo-sigh, as they say. Mm -hmm. Take a breath. Take a moment. Uh, most of us make the wrong reaction because before we stop and breathe about it, we're already reacting, right? Just, just, just calming down mm -hmm. and breathing and breathing mm -hmm. and slowing it down. Um, they will even tell you that uh, if you look at a lot of millionaires and billionaires, mm -hmm. and I'm talking about the mega rich, mm -hmm. they're, they're, uh, some of their ideology is uh, that they look younger because they take what they call cold plunges, mm -hmm. cold showers, mm -hmm. because what happens when you get cold? <sighs> mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. That most sicknesses in our bodies are there because of a lack of oxygen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that the body is not alkaline and, and, mm -hmm. and high acidic nature. So th the fact that you're talking about breathing, you're talking about God. Yep. You're talking about God. So we've got our responsibility. We've got our breathing. We've got our centering ourselves, living within ourselves. What else do we have? Sensing. Mm. Attending to our senses, right? There's also this sixth sense that is that intuition. I call it it's the voice of God <laughs> that is in us. If we listen... Because sometimes we will shut that down. Sometimes we won't trust that voice. And that's the voice we need to listen to. But all of the other senses are extremely important because they bring us into our moment. So you're only present if you're present, right? You're present if you're sensing. If you're feeling your chair beneath you, you're present because you can feel it. If you feel your feet on the floor, you feel it. You're in the moment. If you feel the cool air on your arms, you're present. So taking moments to breathe and sense brings you into what we call a mindful place 
which allows you to show up for life. Man, guys, are you listening to this? Mm. Does this sound like the power of now, our lesson about being present? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. I was in a wedding this weekend, mm. or at a wedding this weekend in uh, San Diego. It was hot. I mean hot. <laughs> I when I say hot, I ain't talking warm. <laughs> like hot. It was hot. And I'm sitting there. And so everybody's around me is making fun. What's wrong with you? I said, I'm paying attention to my breathing. Mm. Because if I pay attention to this sun, mm. I'm going to be sweating. Uh-huh. I literally felt wind. And the, and the temperature of my body cooled down just because I was still in present. Yep. Just, just, it is a powerful tool. Powerful. It is a powerful, powerful tool. Guys, listen, we're talking about mental health. We're learning that we have to be responsible. We're learning that we just have to breathe sometimes. We're learning that we have to be centered. Uh, we're learning about being present. What else are we learning? Listen, another piece of this is communication. Mm. Now, this moves us out of our body into our relationships because many of us are in toxic relationships, whether they're, you know, romantic, familial, professional, social, and we have found ourselves in them for a long time. Why we've been friends for 20 years? Just because they've been there. Just because they've been there. Yeah. Don't mean they still need to be there. Mm. Because what happens is when you open yourself up to toxic communication with other people, you are literally killing yourself on the inside because it is not good for us. The level of stress that our bodies endures when we're in arguments or Mm. when we feel attacked or whatever the case may be, we're under duress. Mm. And many times we can control that aspect, but we won't because we've decided, well, this is just how they are or this is just how it is. And we got choices. We do. That affects our wellness. You know, this is too good. And what I'm so amazed by the fact that we have a doctor who's a believer, Mm -hmm. uh, that most times when people become scientific, Mm -hmm. they become less spiritual. Mm -hmm. Not all the time, but Mm -hmm. I've seen it happen. Mm -hmm. And to see you, because what I believe is that um, is that that science uh, uh, is is the reflection of of the creative, absolutely right. That 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 creation informs science 100%. and and not the other way around. And that it is possible to have that duality uh, that you can be spiritual and scientific. And absolutely. and I and I love that. Uh, I'm going to ask you one more question yes. because I I think that our audience is probably going to be hitting you up trying to figure. <laughs> I need help where you at. I need it. Um, what role? And this is like a hashtag. Um, most every woman will know exactly <laughs> what I'm about to say when I say this word. It's all over Instagram, mm-hmm. TikTok. It's mm-hmm. on Facebook. This word, self-care. Come on. I, I just keep saying it. Everybody's, I'm going to take a self-day on uh, <laughs> it. It's about me. Uh-huh. Um, what role does self-care have in improving our mental wellness? Everything. Mm. Everything. Because when we have not cared for ourselves effectively, you cannot show up in any other capacity well. You know, we've all heard that saying, put your mask on first, right? This is what they say on the airplane. Not for nothing, 
Because if you are not well, you can't help the next person. But as women especially, because women is my jam and I love us, sis. I love us so much. And I understand that we will self-sacrifice and mm. believe that that was the assignment that we had was to kill ourselves on behalf of everybody else when really it was to fill ourselves so that we can go forth and serve. Preach, sister. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. From what I like to call the salsa life. So when your cup is filled, we know what happens when it fills and it runneth over mm. into the salsa. I don't serve you out of my cup. I need to serve you from my abundant place. Hold out on. Of wait, my... Whoa, 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 stop. <laughs> Hold up. Oh, wait. You cannot just say that and keep moving. You mean to tell me, whoo, are, are y'all listening? <laughs> you had just said, mm -hmm. and I know I had heard you when you said <laughs> you it, had heard. that I am supposed to fill you mm. from my saucer, mm. not my cup. Come on now. The service is from the saucer. See, I'm, a lot of times we give people what belongs to us, which is in the cup. I'm leaving. Y'all can talk to her. <laughs> Y'all can talk to her. I got a place to be. She going to finish the interview. I'm leaving. Go ahead, Dr. Lewis. Listen, and that is the problem so many of us have. Now, I, I talk to women, but men focus the same thing. You can't serve folks out of your cup. You have too many people to serve to serve them from what belongs to you, which is why if you don't care for yourself, you have no overflow. There is no abundance. So we're serving from a deficit place and people are getting the, the, the lowest version of yourself hmm. instead of the highest version of you. Because God didn't put too much in us to serve from a place that's a deficit. He wants me to give you my best, but I can't do that if I haven't given my best to me first. Listen, guys, I, that's, that's where you drop the mic. That's where you cut the interview off, and that's where you don't try to say nothing smart on the back end of it, because that is crazy. The mm. cup was for me. The salsa, the salsa is, is, is for, for you. them. That's it. Hey, that was worth staying with us all of this time. Um, I want you to make sure that you connect to Dr. Shana D. Lewis. Uh, she is a phenomenon. You've only seen the tip of this iceberg. Uh, she is getting ready to help partner with our women's ministry, with our church, and to help us help you so that the next time we ask the question, how many of you need help with mental wellness? You will say, I am already in the process. This is a journey. You won't make one call and feel better because the trauma of your life has been coming for a lifetime. But be not weary in well-doing, for you will reap a harvest if you faint not. Doctor, how can the people... Uh, who are connected uh, with us through Take Action, get a hold of you. Listen, go to selfcareistheanswer.com. I have some resources there for you, a deep breathing activity there for you. That is a great way to connect with me, selfcareistheanswer.com. Well, now I'm going to go to the website, and I'm going to learn that deep breathing <laughs> exercise so my wife doesn't say I always... She says, I always breathe deep when I'm irritated. And I'm going to say, no, I am exercising <laughs> what Dr. Lewis taught me to do. Listen, don't forget that this is shareable. Make sure you tag somebody. Make sure you text a link to somebody. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page so that you can get more information like this. And please don't forget uh, to connect with us here at Take Action as we make a difference throughout the world, not just in the area of mental health, but also in the area of our children. Remember, we're building a park on the island of Anguilla for those children who are desperately in need of a place uh, to uh, exercise their gift, whether it be athletic, uh, they have uh, their, their parades there. Um, and it was, it was just, uh, just by happen chance, I was driving past it, and the Lord put it on my heart 
uh, to, to uh, reevaluate this land and redo it and reconstruct it. And as I passed my turn, I come right up on this piece of property. And ladies and gentlemen, right on the corner of this property is a store called Lighthouse Market. And when I saw Lighthouse Market, I knew that this was a place that God wanted us to transform. So you can give a gift of any size. They're putting the link up right now. You can give it uh, through our GiveLify app and all of the other ways that we have. And don't forget to connect with Dr. Lewis. Listen, I'm Pastor Henderson. This is Dr. Lewis. This is Take Action. And we thank you so much. Remember, we love you. And ain't nothing you can do about it. God bless.